0: Well, good morning, Great City Church. It's uh, fantastic to see you this morning. If you're visiting us from the beaches, from our Upper North site, our northwest site, or Chatswood, it's great to see you here this morning. And a big warm welcome if you're not part of Great City Church, but perhaps someone sent you the link, or you just stumbled across us online. We're so glad that you joined us here together for church. Uh, so last week, as you know, we tried our first attempt at online church. We had a number of people in the room together, more like a kind of conversation. But due to social distancing, I can't work this week. But Sandra and James will be joining us a little bit later to help us unpack some of the stuff in this message today. But what are we talking about? Well, the gospel is good news. Like it's always good news, but it's especially good news in times like these, times when things are challenging. And what we're going to be looking at today is um, like a metaphor of a tree. So. I suppose the question for us is are we going to be trees that our roots go deep down into something that gives us strength or are we going to be like in the verses mentioned more like a kind of shrub that just gets blown back and forth. So let me ask my friend Merv to help illustrate that. So here is a tree whose roots have never got to go down that deep because of the rock which meant when the storm came recently a few months back it totally blew down and all we got left is the stump. So the challenge for us today is when difficulties come, are we going to be like this tree or are we going to be trees that put our roots down deep into something? And the passage we're going to use to kind of open this metaphor up is Jeremiah 17 verses 5 to 8. That's Jeremiah 17 verses 5 to 8. So if you want to get your Bible or your electronic device, whatever you're using to read along with me. Otherwise, I'm um, also going to read a bit from Psalm 1 because it kind of elaborates on the same thing. So let me, let me read. Um, And then we'll, we'll pray. So reading from Jeremiah 17, this is what the Lord says. Curse is the one who trusts in man, who draws strength from mere flesh, and whose heart turns away from the Lord. That person will be like a bush in the wasteland. They will not see prosperity when it comes. They will dwell in the parched places of the desert, in a salt land where no one lives. But blessed is the one who trusts in the Lord, whose confidence is in him. They will be like a tree planted by the water that sends out its roots by the stream. It does not fear when heat comes. Its leaves are always green. It has no worries in the year of drought and never fails to bear fruit. And then just flicking over to Psalm 1. Blessed is the one who does not walk in step with the wicked or stand in the way that sinners take or sit in the company of mockers, but whose delight is in the law of the Lord and who meditates on his law day and night. Dear Jesus, we thank you so much for your word. Lord God, we thank you for the strength it gives us. Lord God, we thank you when times are crazy. Lord God, it's our firm foundation. And we want to come to your word today and ask that you would strengthen us through it, that you'd encourage us through it, that you'd challenge us through it. I want to pray, Holy Spirit, that you would just fill every single person listening. Lord God, that you'd really bless them and lift them. Lord God, that you would just lift our eyes up to you. Lord God, we pray you'd come and bless us as we gather together. In Jesus' name, amen. So in this passage Jeremiah is giving us two options. Are we going to be like person A who doesn't trust God or person B who who does trust God? And for each option he gives a description of what that person is like and then the consequences and we're going to go through both starting with option A those who don't trust God. So the description is in verse 5 it says, Cursed is the one who trusts in man, who draws strength from flesh. So I think the key phrases there are trusting in man or trusting in flesh this is like the physical stuff around us. Like, Judah, as a nation, is looking to its temple. It's covered in gold. They've got lots of wealth. They're looking to the, the strength of their army. You know, those soldiers are looking buff. They've they got a lot of military power. They're going to be okay when they're looking at the physical. That's the description. But the consequences is, is in verse 6, that person will be like a bush in the wasteland. They'll dwell in parched land. Or Psalm one four says, they're just like chaff like tumbleweed, you know, in those old western movies, the tumbleweed that just kind of bounces along. That's what people who trust in their, themselves, really, that's what they're like. Okay, so let's contrast that with option B, those who do trust God. Again there's, a, there's the description and it comes in verse 7, blessed is the one who trusts in Him. They will be like a tree planted by water that sends its roots deep down into a stream. So that's the description, it's like a tree whose roots go deep down. And the consequences of that is, in verse 8, they will not fear when heat comes. When heat comes they will not fear. Their leaves are always green. There's no worries in drought, like they've even aussie fight it for us. There's no worries even in drought. And they never ever fail to bear fruit. So it's not like they don't face difficulty. Actually they face real difficulty. They face drought and hardship. There's real heat for them. But the difference is they're plugged into the stream, their roots go deep down into something that gives them strength no matter what the season. It's not because they're strong, but they're attached to another life source, which means no matter what the heat is, no matter how difficult it is, if there's no rain, they're plugged into something that's always giving them life and they're going to continue to bear fruit. So they're not going to wither, the leaves are not going to fall off, they're not even going to go a little bit brown on the edges, they're always going to be green they're always going to be bearing fruit in season and Psalm Psalm 1 says whatever they do will prosper no matter what the season, no matter how difficult they can always be thriving because they're plugged into something so what's the principle for this? We can put our trust in the physical things around us but when challenges come when there's heat actually our security can be exposed actually those things are not as dependable as we thought they were but if we put our trust not in the physical things like our jobs or our CV, our experiences, our houses, not there but if we put it in God, if we send our roots down deep into Him no matter what's going on actually we know that we can always be thriving not withering, we can always be growing in Him. So to help us unpack this idea I think there's two really big questions that we need to ask and I'm going to ask Sandra and James to help answer those questions for us. So the first one I want to ask to Sandra you know it's all very well and good to say, you know, our roots will go down and we'll be fine, but how do we respond when the heat comes? You know, how do we be in a place where we don't have fear despite of the heat? So, Sandra, could you answer that for us?
1: Hello, Grey City. Hugh asked me to talk a bit about fear and what should we do for fear not to take over our lives. Let me tell you a story first. Not long ago, me and my family, we were going through busy times I remember talking to a friend and telling her about our situations and this friend told me, she said, Sandra, you and your family are on a boat navigating a very troubled sea. Are you all gonna be fine as long as you don't allow this water to get inside of your boat? Because boats sink when waters get inside. That was very wise because I realized that I could decide how much of that circumstances would affect our lives and get inside of our boats. So let me give you some tips of what I'm doing now in this crisis, COVID-19, to keep the water outside of my boat. Of course, we are all feeling the situation. We are all feeling the trouble in the world. We are all on this busy water. But I'm doing few things to keep this fear and anxiety out of my boat. First of all, another day I watched a, uh, News with Nick and after watching that news, it was like around one hour of news, I felt that my whole emotions were very agitated. And so I started limiting myself in how much news do I watch. I'm not uninformed, I know what's going on around the world, but I'm limiting myself of how much I'm receiving the negative and bad news that is 24 hours in our TVs and social media. For example, news are not the last thing that I will do on my day. So I avoid watching news or reading any news just before going to bed. Also in the morning, news are not the first thing that I do. I avoid watching news and also reading news in the morning. I am taking time to immerse myself in the news that will last forever. This crisis will gonna pass, but the Word of God will never pass. The good news of the Gospel lasts forever. So I'm taking time to immerse myself in the news that really makes a difference in my life. The news that it doesn't matter what happens, God is for me. The news that no virus, no financial crisis, nothing can separate me from the love of God. The news that His mercy and His goodness will follow me all the days of my life. The news that He's sitting on the throne. And He's sovereign over my life. And He's looking after His people. And I would advise you to do the same. Take time to immerse yourself in the good news of the gospel. Take time to clean your mind and your emotions. And to dwell in the security that the gospel promises you. Now I'd like to talk to you who is struggling during times like that. Maybe there is, there is already water in your boat and you feel that you are sinking. Your mind is anxious, your heart is fearful. I would like to tell you, please seek help. Talk to someone, call a friend, call the pastors. I'm also available to talk and to pray. Don't don't fight that alone if you are struggling. I've been in situations in my life where I needed help to fight fear and anxiety. We need each other. And even though we are not together every week, we can be there for each other. We can give a phone call, we can talk, we can pray together. So please reach for help if you are not okay, okay? Peace, grace and peace to everybody and I'm looking forward to the day that we can all meet together again. Bye.
0: That's great Sandra, thanks so much. And so James, what I'd like to ask you is, what, is it, what do you think it means for your roots to go deep down into something and how do you work that out in your ordinary life? Can you give us some examples?
2: So the question is, what is it to be planted by the water? If I break down that question into two parts, what is it to be planted And what is it to be planted by the water? So first of all, what is it to be planted? Well, if I think about, you know, if you move into a new area and you want to plant yourself in that area, there is a sense where... Uh, you intentionally invest, you choose to prioritize, to put roots down uh, in a particular area. There's a real action that you take, like there's an intentionality you are choosing uh, to do that. So first of all, for me, what it is to be planted is it's about action. It's about making a choice to prioritize and to develop habits and patterns which help you put down roots to secure yourself somewhere, uh, somewhere or on something. And I guess, you know, like if you move into a new area, you recognise it's going to take time for that to happen. It's going to take time for you to kind of develop those habits, for you to find that stability, for you to bear fruit in that area. And I think, like similarly, if we're talking about planting ourselves in God, like... We need to have grace for ourselves that some of these things just take time to develop our habits as well. But for me, there is like an an active, intentional choosing to prioritize ourselves on something or someone. And the second part being, what does it mean to be by the water? Well, that for me implies that there's a choice of where we choose to base ourselves, where we choose to secure ourselves. And uh, for me, what it is to be planted by the water is, you know, the water is like a picture of this regular supply of both nourishment and refreshing. So nourishment, uh, that's where we primarily, we're nourished by the Word of God uh, and and, and refreshed by the Holy Spirit. If I think about, you know, um, know, how am I uh, nourished by the Word of God? Well, there is just like, there's no substitute for reading and listening to the Word. Like there is to the Bible. There, there was just no substitute for those things. Right now, Heather is down the hall having a quiet time herself. She's um, devouring scripture at the moment out of her study Bible, underlining things, highlighting things, God's speaking to her, uh, but also listening. Last year, I actually spent the whole year um, listening to a Bible in a year podcast. Every morning, I listened to this little 15-minute podcast. It took me through the whole of the sweep of scripture. So I think like there's no substitute for, for reading and listening to the Word of God. Um, but it's not just about being nourished. For me, it's also about being refreshed by the presence of the Holy Spirit. That's also what it means to be planted by the water. If I think about, you know, when I wake up in the morning, I'm so desperately hungry, physically hungry, desperately physically hungry, I go straight to our kitchen cupboard uh, to get a bowl of muesli. Imagine what my life would look like if actually... You know, I woke up desperately hungry for the presence of God. You know, somebody wrote a book years ago called Good Morning, Holy Spirit. And, uh, you know, I think part of the intent behind that book was to say, hey, what would our lives look like if we woke up every morning to say, oh, good morning, Holy Spirit. You're present with me. You're here with me. I want to abide in you. I want to remain in you. I want to stay connected to you. I want your life to be flowing through me today. What could our lives look like if that was our priority when we wake up in the morning? So I think for me, being nourished is about reading, listening to the Word of God, recognizing that it's not about like Christianity and reading the Bible is not like about fulfilling a task. It's not about fulfilling the demands expected of us, but the psalmists in scripture, they speak about like delighting in the Word, like it is something that is sweet to the taste. And I think if that's not what the Bible is for you, I think we've got to ask God, God, would you... Change the taste buds of my heart that I would have more of an appetite for your word and for the presence of God as well. Um, and I think, you know, another thing is, and this might be weird to say given the times that we're in, but... Community is so important for me in this. I'm a, I'm a relational person, but I think like we're all relational to a degree, and I think community is so so important in reminding us of this. I mean, you know, being, being um, kind of in a context where we're spurred on to love and good deeds. I think it's so important. You know, I think you know we had a small group a couple of years ago, and we used to start the small group every week by sharing, "Hey, what is it that God is speaking to us about?" at the moment and that community that sense of asking each other how is God speaking because you know faith comes from hearing we need to hear what God's saying to us you know it did build faith up uh, up in us and I I say it might be strange to talk about it this time because at the moment we've had mechanisms for community taken away from us but I think we need to lean into whatever we do have available so if you're in a a city group a care group something at the moment where you have connection with others or even apart from those groups I just want to encourage you like We need to lean into community at the moment because that's where we're spurred on to love uh, and good deeds. Yeah, I think it was um, uh, Smith Wigglesworth who said years ago, I don't often uh, spend longer than half an hour in prayer, but I never go longer than half an hour without praying. And uh, I think, you know, like prayer, again, it's a discipline of the Christian life, but it's got to be so much more than a discipline for us like it is an opportunity to connect and to commune with our creator who is first and foremost a loving father a faithful friend a wonderful counselor and ever-present help in time of trouble you know so for me i think like if i think about what it is to be planted by the water it's about making an an active intentional choice to secure my life near the regular supply of nourishment uh, of the Word of God and refreshing of the Holy Spirit and like the importance of community in enabling that to happen. So that's what it means for me.
0: So Jeremiah was giving the people of God a choice. Are we going to be like this tree, remember the one at the beginning of the shot, or are we going to be like trees whose roots go deep down into this life source? Now, we know that Jesus died for dead, rotten trees like us so that we can find new life in him, so that we can have the opportunity to know true life. It wasn't because we were worthy or because we showed promise or potential. Quite the opposite, actually. He did it simply because he is so kind and so loving and so gracious. He made that sacrifice for us so that we could know the joy of being planted into him. But we mustn't forget that we are the church, we're the ones who are called to bind up the brokenhearted. we're the ones who bring hope to the lost. And people really are lost at the moment. I think this verse of people, of the image of the chaff, people being blown around, tossed all over the place, really accurately sums up where people are at. I was speaking to a guy the other day who owns a part retail shop and coffee shop. He's making no profits from the retail outlet nothing it's closed and he's only about 40 percent of what he normally was from the coffee shop and he was saying i don't know what to do this has just come from nowhere he's like i could shut now and try and get a job but i've got a kid and i've got a wife how will i get a job will i be able to support them he said or shall i close down maybe in six months time or but like with a whole heap of debt he said i just don't know what to do i don't know what's best i was speaking to a guy just this morning Uh, a few years ago he was um was his 50s, pretty healthy, he went in just for a routine op on his leg and they didn't find anything sinister but they just, they just messed it up and uh, it meant that actually he spent six months in hospital he's got chronic back pain for the rest of his life, he lost movement in the left side of his body and almost from um, his waist down, very limited movement which meant he couldn't do the job he, he was doing so put him in a tough situation and he spent the last few years trying to build up a business uh, as a driver, taking people to and from the airport. But right now he's lost all of his business. that He's spent years trying to build up. He's lost everything. And he said last night I, he received a letter, he's just renting, from someone saying, we know in these times people are going to struggle to be able to pay their rent and, and we are prepared to that and we're ready to evict people if that's the case. And he was just devastated by that. You know, How is he going to earn, earn an income? you know, these are difficult times that we're living in you know, we've got to believe that as the church we've been blessed so that we can be a blessing that we are called to be tr- trees who put our roots deep down into him so that we can grow and if you like cast shade to protect the needy and the vulnerable in these times and yeah we need to be really looking out for ourselves as a community at this time and loving other, and check- checking in with each other also we need to be making sure that we're looking after the needs of our wider community and I think there's a real moment for the church to stand up actually and serve those around us. So last week Mike mentioned that he sent um, letters to a number of his neighbours offering help and support and um, what a great idea and I know he's had some feedback from that already and I want to encourage you to do the same thing again this week and um, we've created a template for you to use it's a lot simpler um, which you could just print out and then fill out and hand out to your neighbors or in apartment blocks Um, if you don't have a printer just let us know we can post it to you I haven't posted anything for a long time so it will be a a nice sense of nostalgia or you can just write your own but it's just a great opportunity for you to practically love and care for those around you and um, I mean that's just one idea but if you have other ideas or no areas of need, you think, hey, you'll be grateful for the church to be getting involved here or there. Listen, we're all ears. We'd love to hear your ideas. We'd also love to collect testimonies and stories. So if you've already been reaching out, even if you think, oh, well, that's just a very small thing. No one will really be interested. Actually, we would love to hear what you're doing. We'd love to hear those stories so that we can share them, because I think we're all in the need of some good news at the moment. So that's it for today. But I think that the key challenge is, hey, are we going to be like people A, like this 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 tree that's not rooted or we're gonna at this time of challenge and heat and difficulty make sure that we're sending our roots down deep 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 into him receiving his love afresh receiving his joy afresh the the peace even in the middle of the craziness there's a real challenge for us in that moment not just for our own sakes but for the sakes of actually a a needy world around us that is really struggling that's all from us this week i hope that that has blessed you and helped you and challenged you listen we would love to hear back from you so please do feel to comment just let us know that you're listening we obviously can't see you face to face anymore so the more you can comment the better otherwise we hope that you have a great week and uh, we'll be in touch soon thanks very much god bless